Welcome to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in their lives. And it's a place where your questions about faith and religion can be answered. And now, here's your host, Deacon Al. Thank you, John, and welcome back to Good News here on Catholic Spirit Radio. I am Deacon Al, a permanent deacon in the Peoria Diocese, and very happy to be with you again. We're going to be sharing the scriptural readings from this weekend's Mass. But we're going to start with really good news. I am out of my brace. If the bone has finally healed, it's been, well, just what the doctors expected. It's been 20 weeks since I broke this foot. I've spent the first almost, almost three months, a little over two and a half months, off my feet completely, no weight-bearing, wearing that fabulous boot. If you've never worn one of these orthopedic boots, these hard shell boots, you know, during the day it's not so bad, but sleeping in them, I mean, that's just the worst. And you have, you pretty much have to sleep in them because you got to keep the bone in place and the foot from twisting, which you can do during sleep. And if you get up in the night, I'm over 60, I always get up during the night, you don't want to try putting one of these things on in the dark. It's not that easy. So you just wear it all night long. And first week, it's bearable. Second week, it's getting kind of annoying. By the second month, I'm, I'm ready to just say, you know, I don't need this foot that badly. I just, you're about ready to get rid of it. So I went from the, from the boot to a, a brace. And uh, the brace is now gone. And I'm actually into a shoe without any support. And it, uh, back at my ministries, and it, it just... Thank you all for your prayers and your your uh, well wishes in uh, getting this done. But to have a broken bone for 20 weeks, that that little son of a gun just did not want to heal. So uh, good good to be up and around again. Now I get to get back into my hiking regimen. My wife and I had just started this thing. Um, we were walking after dinner every evening two miles. You have dinner, go out, two-mile walk. And... We had been doing that for like two weeks, and I broke the foot. My wife thinks maybe I did that on purpose to get out of the two-mile walk. I don't know. But it's been 20 weeks now, and I'm, I'm ready to try again. So we're going to start. Wish, wish me well and uh, that I don't break it again. And uh, we're going to head out, start heading out for our two-mile walks again because we have a, a big walk coming up in the spring. Uh, we're going to do. We're going to be doing some uh, some hiking out in the mountains, and so I need to get this foot ready to go again. I was doing about five miles a day before I broke it, and now I'm doing about a mile and a quarter. So I got a I got a lot of catching up to do. So uh, keep please keep me in your prayers, uh, Saint Savatius, <clears throat> patron saint of sore feet. Pray for us, and uh, Saint Stanislaus patron saint of broken bones, pray for us. St. Stanislaus was the parish that my my uh, uncle-in-law was the pastor of up in the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Pastor of St. Stanislaus. And I find out he's the patron saint of broken bones. Mm-hmm. So Father Joe, uh, pray for, for us as well. So, Okay. Um, there was something else we were going to talk about. We've got where Christmas is coming up faster than ever. And uh, hope you guys are getting ready for that. Get a, get ready for a good Advent. Advent is a, a wonderful season in the church, and we're we're just a couple weeks away from it. It's going to start right after Thanksgiving, 
and we'll go there. Oh, one more thing this weekend. It's my birthday, John. And I noticed there's no cake here. Now, no, even a, not even a card, John. John's got some magic markers out, and he's drawing a card for me now. Thanks, John. Okay, so um, neat, neat readings today. Um, really applicable to today's world, especially the gospel. I want you to pay special attention to this. You know, everybody says, oh, we live in such horrible times and the wars and the conflict. There's nothing new in the world today. We keep reliving the same sins of mankind over and over and over again. Uh, when I was a child, uh, it was the Cold War. Remember, I, John, you probably remember this in school. Did you have uh, nuclear attack drills? Really? Oh, man. I, as I remember as a, as a little kid, the, the alarms in the school would go off, and you had one alarm for tornadoes. And a tornado drill, you went out in the hallway and knelt against the wall and covered your head. And after seeing pictures on the news of what tornadoes do to buildings, I had no confidence in that being of any help at all. Any help at all. Uh, fire drills made more sense. The fire alarm goes off. You left. You got out of the building and you went like a nearby parking lot so that you could watch the fire trucks. I thought that was pretty cool as a kid. Yeah, let's go watch the fire trucks. Even in the drills, the fire trucks showed up. So that one wasn't so bad. That was the best. But we had, and Ben, my, my nephew's here again. Ben's too young to have, have done this. We did drills for nuclear bomb attacks. Now, you've seen pictures of the results of a nuclear bomb, mm-hmm. right? Nagasaki, Hiroshima. Yeah. So here's here here was a nuclear bomb uh, alarm at school. The buzzer would go off, and it was a special buzzer that was just for nuclear alarms. You would crawl under your desk. Evidently, we had really good desks. <laughs> Evidently, every school in America had really good, specially built desks that would that would protect you from a nuclear. Bomb. They were pretty heavy duty. They were pretty heavy duty. I mean, if you ever had to pick one up and move it, yeah. you knew they had some weight to them. But I don't know. They're open sides. I kind of, I don't know that radiation was really uh, worried about penetrating open rail framework, um, and and a metal a metal box with a wooden lid sitting above you. I don't think if 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 a bomb went off, I'm not sure that would last any longer than I would. So uh, that always seemed really, really silly. But my point is there was, there's always been conflicts in the world. There's always been huge things to worry about. And here we are worried about nuclear bombs again, you know, nuclear war, uh, the things China's been doing, what's going on in, in, in the Ukraine, and the talk about using limited nuclear bombs, which to me is like saying a little pregnant you know, a, a, a limited nuclear bomb. No, nuclear bomb's a nuclear bomb. Sorry. Um, what, what it would precipitate uh, is huge. I mean, if, if they tried to get away with a nuclear, uh, a limited nuclear attack and think there would be no larger reprisals to that, no larger responses from, from other countries, um, I'm sorry, they're, they're just out of their minds. And so 
there's always been these conflicts in the world. And that's been true since, since even before apostolic times. Uh, and, and Jesus addresses that. And he talks to us, uh, just as he talks directly to us today in the gospel, just as much as he was talking to, uh, the, the people in, in uh, apostolic times. So really pay attention to that. Our, uh, our readings this, uh, this weekend are from Malachi, from the third chapter of Malachi, from, uh, again, Paul to the Thessalonians. And you have to remember when Paul's writing this second letter, he's, he's in uh, Rome. He's under arrest. Uh, basically, he's, he's just awaiting uh, a, a mock trial that's going to find him guilty and he's going to be executed and he knows it. And he's making it very clear that he knows that this is what's going to happen. Uh, and he accepts it because he's there to do uh, God's will and not to worry about his, his own skin. Um, he's, he's there as an evangelist to, to send the, bring the gospel to Rome, which was the center of everything at that time. It was the center of culture. It was the center of transportation. It was the center of uh, commerce. And so that's why it was so important for Paul to, to go to Rome, because if, if the good news of Christ was going to get out into the world, it had to go through Rome. And so uh, Paul is going to talk to us about some of his, his final days uh, in captivity. And then we're finishing up the gospel with Luke. I think next week is going to be our last week with Luke. And this is where Jesus is going to talk to us about the last days. So we'll be doing those readings in just a few moments after we listen to these messages on Catholic Spirit Radio. Stay tuned. Good news will be right back on Catholic Spirit Radio. Help spread the word. Catholic Spirit Radio welcomes Morris and Joliet and their surrounding communities to our listening audience on 89.3 FM. Catholic Spirit Radio broadcasts 24 hours a day, has a listening app, a website with resources, and a Facebook presence. With news, talk shows, and prayer opportunities, Catholic Spirit Radio brings the beauty, truth, and genius of our faith to listeners in central and northern Illinois, now serving Morris and Joliet on 89.3 FM. Help spread the word. Giving Tuesday. It's coming soon, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Won't you choose Catholic Spirit Radio? Keep this radio station broadcasting. On our website or through the mail, support Catholic Spirit Radio by donating on Giving Tuesday, November 29th. And welcome back to Good News. This is Deacon Al. Uh, Before we get into our readings, I wanted to remind you about uh, the great things that Catholic Spirit Radio does. We have such wonderful programming uh, that we give an ever-growing audience. We started off just blooming to normal, and you wouldn't believe, uh, you may not know, how large Catholic Spirit Radio has become. We are now the the largest Catholic network in Illinois, is that right? Getting close to that? Technically... Technically, technically in Illinois, Illinois, we are the largest Catholic network in Illinois. Nationwide, we're we're even climbing up. We're climbing, but there's a lot bigger. There's a lot bigger ones, but we're we're growing. Uh, We now reach uh, Decatur in the south, all the way to the top of Decatur, all the way to the top of Decatur, and then to the north, we're going all the way to currently. 
I'm getting instructions from John here. Pontiac. Almost. Oh, creeping up on Morris. So uh, we're we're growing. We've got uh, multiple stations now that rebroadcast our programs from EWTN as well as the programs we do here. And the amazing thing is it's all done through volunteer effort. We have a potential audience of over 300 with Morris, it's over 600. Over 600,000 people once Morris is online. We'll be broadcasting to over 600,000 people and doing it all with volunteers. Everyone at the station, uh, our, from our, our engineer to our owner. <laughs> That's our owner. That's the owner. We, we point to the crucifix on the wall. There's our owner. Uh, all of our office staff, all of our on-air personalities, uh, they're all volunteer. Of course, they didn't tell me that till after I'd been doing this for a year, wondering where the checks, how the checks got lost in the mail. And then they tell me, oh, no, no, you don't actually get paid for this. So uh, actually what they said was you get paid what you're worth. And then I noticed nothing was coming in. Oh, we said eternally. So, eternally. Oh, it's an eter- eternal payment. So I have to wait forever to get a check is what you're saying. Okay. So, uh, but it's all done through volunteers and it's done through the financial support of you, the listeners. And we're always open to, uh, to any support you want to give us, not just financial support. We need your prayers. We need your talents. Uh, we could use some help here at the station. Uh, everything from, I mean, there's some paperwork to do. There's some programming work that could be done. There's research that could be done. Uh, it'd be nice to have somebody run a vacuum ar- around the office from time to time, you know. So we're looking for all kinds of talent. If you have a few hours uh, during the week that you would like to donate to help uh, the operations here at Catholic Spirit Radio, uh, you can contact us at catholicspiritradio.org. That's our website, and and you can reach us through there. Uh, you can also go there and hit the Donate button, and it will tell you all the different ways that you can give financial support to our efforts here. And we hope that you listen to us, not just during Good News, but all day long, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, uh, we broadcast Catholic programming. And we would love for you to be part of our family here at Catholic Spirit Radio. So if you're looking to help out, you can sign up on our website or contact us, and we'll get back to you on that. Or you can hit that Donate button and uh, and send in your financial support, and we appreciate it. And that will help us to continue to grow, because that's our plan. Uh, we don't plan to stop growing until uh, Jesus says, okay, far enough. And I don't think that... I don't think that's going to be the message. So it's uh, it's keep going, keep spreading the good news, and so we we rely on on your help to do that. So our readings, uh, let's start very short. First reading. This is from uh, the book of the prophet Malachi, one of the minor prophets of of the Old Testament, who writes, "Lo, the day is coming, blazing like an oven." wonder what he's talking about. Blazing like an oven, when all the proud and all evildoers will be stubble. And the day is coming that will set them on fire, leaving them nothing root nor branch, Does, says the Lord of hosts. But for you who fear my name, there will arise the sun of justice with its healing rays. So we have two two forms of flame here. We have the sun, and it's actually in Scripture, it's the sun of justice, S-U-N, the light. And who's the light? Jesus says, Jesus says I am uh, the, the light of the world. So they're warning us that 
bad things are coming for bad people. Uh, hell is often described as torment. And got to remember, hell is not a physical, geographical location. It's a, it's a spiritual state. The, this, this tormenting, this fire that's going to burn us, uh, what they're talking about is the agony of an absence of God in our, in our lives for eternity. If, if heaven is the being in the presence of, of God for all eternity, then hell is being in the absence of God for all eternity. That fire that they speak of, this is an, in, an internal spiritual agony that we will, that, that those in, in hell will, will be burdened with because of their choice. God doesn't send people to hell. Their choice to be away from the presence of God. So when people say, I want nothing to do with God, what they're really saying is, I don't want to be with God. And so God's going to honor that desire. If you want to be away from him, he's going to let you be away from him. Uh, and you're going to find uh, that you're going to be uh, steeping in your own agony from from that choice. And that's what uh, Malachi is talking about, this, this uh, blazing like an oven. This is a, a burning uh, torment inside of us. But then he says, for those, uh, Scripture tells us that for those who fear my name, there will be the son of justice uh, and its healing rays. And there, this is a, a prophecy forecasting the coming of, of the Messiah, of Jesus. In our second reading in uh, Paul to the Thessalonians, Paul writes, brothers and sisters, you know how one must imitate us, for we do not act in disorderly way among you, nor do we eat food received free from anyone. On the contrary, in toil and drudgery, night and day we worked, so as to not burden any of you. Not that what we do, sorry, not that we do not have the right, rather we wanted to present ourselves as a model for you, so that you might imitate us. In fact, when we were with you, we instructed you that if anyone was unwilling to work, they should neither, neither should they eat. We hear that some are conducting themselves among you in a disorderly way, by not keeping busy but minding the business of others. Such people we instruct and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to work quietly and to eat their own food. The word of the Lord. So what's happening is uh, in Thessalonica, there's a, there's a bit of a mess going on in the church. Um, they've built a community, and in this community, uh, through Christian charity, they care for each other. But some of the people have decided, you know what? If everyone else is willing to work to care for me, I don't have to work. I can just sit back and accept all this charity and not do anything about it. Paul sitting in, in, in jail with very little of his own is reminding them uh, that that's not the example he set while he was with them. He didn't come and expect them to support him. He came and went to work as a tent maker. He earned his living. He bought his own food. He didn't rely on the charity of, of others. He took care of himself through hard work, and he urged others to do that as well, to not be lazy, uh, but to work hard and then to share with others who couldn't work, not who wouldn't work, but who couldn't work. And so in at the end of the letter, he says, let the people who aren't working feed themselves with what they have. Um, if they're not willing to help uh, to be part of the community, then let them let them help out them their, themselves. 
this is kind of a tough lesson. And it's one that, that plays into uh, our society in, in a lot of ways. There's a difference between not being willing to work and not being able to work. And as a society, we have gotten to the point where we take from those willing to work and give to those not able to work, which is charity, and give to those not wanting to work, which is evil. That's wrong. Uh, it, that scripture says it's wrong. And it's not so, it's not that the, they're saying society is wrong. They're saying the people not wanting to work is wrong. If you can work, you should. God gave us a, bo- a physical body for, for a physical reason. We're expected to use that because there's a, there's a dignity. Scripture tells us there's a dignity to work uh, that, that can't be gained without working. And so Paul's reminding this, this Christian community, yes, be productive. Yes, take care of those who can't take care of themselves. But then admonishing those who are able to, to work that choose not to, to don't expect to feed off the hard work of others. Interesting lesson. Uh, decide how that fits into your life and into your uh, support of, of, of uh, politicians. Uh, who are they supporting and why are they supporting them? Uh, we should think about that. And we should, we should not support acts that go against the teachings of, of the Scripture and, and what, is, what is right and true in, in God's law. Our, our gospel reading uh, is from Mark. I'm sorry, from Luke, the Gospel of Luke. And it says, While people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then he asked them, they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered them, See that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place. And awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will all lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking— that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over to parents, brothers, by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. So we see some of these happening, don't we, in, in our world today? But we've seen these things happening all throughout history. We've been in the last days since the resurrection of Christ. 
What he tells us are things that we've seen continually happening. Even the persecution of Christians, we've seen happen since uh, the first century. Nothing's really changed that much. How can it go on for 2,000 years? Well, 2,000 years in the, in the course of eternity is less than the blink of an eye in, in God's eye. So when Jesus says, you know, I'll be, I'll coming, I'll be coming soon, well, what's soon? When a million years to us is a minute to God, what's, what's soon? Uh, but Jesus was telling us that from the point of his resurrection on, we are, we are in the last days. We are, we are really waiting in our, in our own sin. The problems that we see, the war, the hunger, the poverty, these are all caused by human beings. These are nothing that, that, that God did to us. God doesn't punish us. God loves us. That's why he created us. So what you see being manifested in the world around us is people participating in sin at different times of, 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 a, of an entire lifetime, an entire era, multiple eras, uh, until we all uh, come into a relationship with Christ. There will always be sin in the world. And while there's sin in the world, there will be war, there will be hunger, there will be poverty. But it's when you see, it's when you see the, the, devons, the, the arrest, the persecution of Christians throughout the world that's that's a real sign and i think i think that's a sign we're we're starting to really see more and more uh, that should call us to a greater relationship with with christ it shouldn't make us fearful of the events we see but it should be remindful to us that this lifetime is is a very short span and it's temporary this is our journey heaven is our home this life is just our journey. Have a good journey. Have a Christ-filled journey. And have a good week. We'll talk to you next week here on Catholic Spirit Radio. And until then, may Almighty God bless you, protect you from all evil, and bring you to everlasting life. Amen. You've been listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in your life. Submit your questions to Deacon Al at goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. That's goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. Deacon will answer your questions about faith and religion. Thank you for listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio. Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. John chapter 11, verses 21 to 26. This is the story of Lazarus. Lazarus has died. Lazarus is one of his best friends. Just before this passage, we hear the news that Martha and Mary send word to Jesus that the one you love is sick. And the next line in the scripture is, now because Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, he stayed where he was. His friend's in need. He can heal. They've seen him heal before. And yet somehow, because he loves him, he stays. And Lazarus dies. And then Jesus shows up three days later and is greeted by Martha and Mary, who confront him with the words, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would never have died. Rather applicable for many of us in our lives. We ask the Lord to do one thing because we're certain it is what we think is best, when in fact he has something which far surpasses what we ask for. The challenge is, in waiting for that to happen, we go through very trying times, which oftentimes makes us wonder, does he really care? 
Giving Tuesday. It's coming soon, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Won't you choose Catholic Spirit Radio? Keep this radio station broadcasting. On our website or through the mail, support Catholic Spirit Radio by donating on Giving Tuesday, November 29th.